0: In this conversation, I have a chat with Chris Gordon. Chris is a director of Australian recruitment company Profusion Group, which specialises in the banking and financial services sector. As well as being a career coach, Chris manages a broad range of client relationships, working with small businesses through to the big four banks and industry superfunds. Chris reached out to me to have this conversation as a simple way of contributing to job seekers at an obviously challenging time in the job market. Chris wanted to provide some useful content to give job seekers the best chance of getting placed. I thought it was a great idea and obviously very timely. During our chat, we talk about the state of the current jobs market, how to best prepare your CV and LinkedIn profile, how employers are managing the recruitment process remotely and how to best engage with recruitment agencies to maximise your opportunity set. It's been some years since I was in the job market, but I know plenty of people who are. While Chris was under no illusions that the current jobs market is tough, there are definitely strategies to maximise your chances of getting a job. If you're currently looking in the job market, I hope you find our chat of value. If you know of someone that might find value in Chris's insights, please pass it on. Enjoy. This is David Hobart from Beyond the Obvious, the podcast in search of unexpected insights for investment professionals. Chris, it's really great to catch up with you today, and what a what a lovely idea and a perfect time uh, for us to be sitting down and having a chat. So, you know, given your work, Chris, you know you're dealing with employees, you're dealing with employers uh, all day long with regards to hiring. Uh, you know, what's the current environment like? Like, what are you seeing at the coalface right now?
1: Yes, David, look, I mean, these have been uncertain times, Um, you know, and some industries have been affected a lot more than others. The majority of our clients within banking and financial services actually adjusted really well, uh, surprisingly well with interviewing and even onboarding new starters virtually. As well as setting up work from home capabilities that that some never had. So, in the early stages of COVID around March time, uh, I think a few businesses decided to withdraw offers or or put jobs on hold just due to the uncertainty at that time. However, I would say around 70 to 75% of businesses actually progressed with hires. They were already uh, in the recruitment process. And then the job market between uh, April to July. July that was that was quiet in most areas. Uh but on a positive note we have seen a slight increase in jobs and adverts recently. Uh with businesses also suggesting that you know once further restrictions are eased and more staff are able to return to the office we're hopeful that uh, the job market will continue to increase.
0: Yeah sure. So it's I mean the a lot of people have been a little hesitant in this environment to actually get on the court uh, and start applying for jobs just because they've, you know, figured that employers have, uh, you know, had uh, hiring freezes, et cetera, on. Um, but it sounds to me like that's, you know, based on your experience, that's not the case. So, you know, what advice would you have for people that are, you know, in the market for for work now?
1: Yeah, look, totally. And I, I've been surprised by a few conversations recently and and that is job seekers suggesting that they had not applied to a job although it matched their background and experience and the reason for that is they believe that due to the number of job seekers on the market the company would have had hundreds of applications and so that they would not have had a chance and so hadn't applied which uh, david obviously is not good so, so my advice would be to get your profile in place, your LinkedIn account, your resume, and if a position is suitable, then 100% apply for it. And to give you an example, last week, uh, I advertised a couple of new jobs on Seek and LinkedIn, and the ad response was minimal. At the end, unemployment rate, it's an all-time high, but our job ad response is at an all-time low. So Uh, It's an interesting one and I would love more people to apply to job ads uh, and my advice would be to do it as you may be surprised by the outcome.
0: Well, that's interesting that, you know, people aren't in general, like you'd expect there'd be more people flocking to job applications uh, to to advertise jobs, I should say. So, um, you know, what is it that you think given the unemployment rate and, you know, given if if more people start applying
1: for jobs,
0: like what do you recommend that people do to make themselves stand out, you know, in this environment?
1: Yeah, and look, David, I could talk about this all day. Um, I love this question and that's why I'm, I'm here for, you know, to to help people with this. Uh, look, given business interactions are now more virtual, people will need to be more conscious of their online footprints. Now, whether that is being more proactive on Seek or LinkedIn to encourage traffic to your page and also ensure that, you know, you're updating your LinkedIn profile in order to gain potential employer's interest. I mean, LinkedIn is predominantly white collar. So if LinkedIn is not really applicable then ensure you at least register with Seek and Indeed. And once you register a profile, you'll be emailed jobs that match your profile. Um, And also most recruitment agencies actually have access to the SEEK database and they just have a much better way of tracking you down. So whatever you can do to promote yourself through various online vehicles, that would be really worthwhile. People should also ramp up studies or personal development during this time. Job hunters should take advantage of uh, training opportunities that have been made available by the government, for example. And if an employer sees that you were stood down a few months ago, but you use that time to enhance your skills, then that's definitely going to be viewed as a positive by any hiring manager. Uh, And look, finally, resumes are still very important. You know, you should edit your resume to suit the job that you're applying for and highlight any achievements that you may have had in previous positions that match the job responsibilities. And that would be achievements such as transformed, exceeded doubled implemented uh, maybe identified achieved or established those sort of things
0: yeah right so chris just in terms of cvs like i mean i've seen some pretty funky looking cvs uh but you know i'm a little old school so the the, the cvs i used to uh, you know, run my job hunting experience, or when I was em- employing people, they were all pretty garden variety. You know, two page A four word documents. What do you recommend these days? Is it a pro forma standard format, or is there you know a bit more creativity and imagery, or anything like that, embedded in a CV?
1: Yeah, David, look, I mean, we use a standard template, and that is basically two to three pages long. I mean, if it does roll over onto four pages, don't be concerned by that. Uh, You know, we see all sorts of resumes. I had a person who had 40 years, um, you know, work experience recently, try to fit it all onto one page because he just felt that's what he should have done. Um, Yeah. yeah, you know, if your resume flows onto two, three or four pages, that's absolutely fine. The best bit of advice I could give you on a resume is to um, edit it to suit the position that you're applying for. And that comes with the, the job responsibilities. And then definitely highlight your achievements. You know that we have a lot of hiring managers who, you know, that they know what the job entails, they know now, for example, if someone's a financial planner, they know what a financial planner does, so they won't even look at the job responsibilities within their resume. They'll look directly at their achievements. Um, you know, so yeah, very interesting. So that would be the best piece of advice I could give you. Just make sure all of the information's there, and also, you know, if for example you've had a year um, between jobs, maybe you've had a, a long holiday somewhere, or taken time off on a maternity or paternity leave, make sure you add those, uh, you know, the, the reasons for the gaps in your resume as well.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's good to know. So, Chris, just coming back to LinkedIn, you you mentioned, uh, you know, are there sort of any do's and don'ts that, that as a prospective employee... Uh, you should or shouldn't use that platform for like whether it be direct messaging uh or or overselling yourself like how are these things perceived you know on that platform
1: i think every uh employer david will will look at your linkedin profile now so my advice would be to, to just you know keep it as professional as possible and that includes your your photo um you know, there's there's people on there maybe that have a, a glass of wine in the hand or, you know, may, may use it a bit like they would Facebook. But the reality is my advice would be keep it as professional as, as possible, um, mm. you know, and, and, and and you know, in some cases it, people do class it as another version of your resume. So, um, you know, if anybody needs to look at how they should uh, promote themselves on LinkedIn, feel free to look at my own personal LinkedIn page, uh, and if they can add, you know, the the previous positions and achievements, uh, and, and use it in a way as a, a mini sort of resume, I think that's really beneficial.
0: Sure. What What about posting content and stuff like, you know, prospective, whether it's posts or articles, or you know, it, is there any benefit for prospective employees or job hunters, job seekers to um, to do anything of that nature on LinkedIn,
1: if it's relevant, then a hundred percent. You know, I've I've recently done a couple of interviews with the Financial Standard, and um, yep. you know, I put them straight up on on my LinkedIn page. So, if there is anything relevant like that, uh, I advise there that you should definitely go ahead and, and add it. for Sure.
0: Yeah, sure. So, moving away from uh, you know LinkedIn. In terms of the environment that we've sort of come into with COVID, with this flexible work kind of arrangements and, you know, you, people using Zoom and all that, ha, ha, more, more about flexibility, like is that, do you think, impacting uh, sort of the opportunities out there or, or is it op- impacting salaries out there, like people being able to be more
1: flexible working from home, et cetera? Yeah, look, with a number of businesses having um... – set up now work from home. It'll be very interesting to see how that continues. Uh, And if businesses will be open to hiring staff in more regional locations. But, you know, that may not be uh, a bad thing. I mean, we may see COVID-induced flexibility causing a lower rate of pay. Uh, However, now that businesses have a strong work from home setup, they may be open to allowing people to work either remotely or regionally. Uh, And the ability to work from anywhere could really energize life into regional Australia. Um, Even job searching on Seek now. So when you're on Seek, you use a tab to edit the jobs that you're looking for. And then there's also a location tab, usually Sydney, Brisbane or Melbourne. But Seek have actually now added a work from home option, which will show all positions that now have that flexibility. Uh, So last year, research by Indeed found that 68% of Australian employers allow their staff to work remotely. But I think, yeah, you know, coming uh, into the end of this year, be very interesting to see the latest version of those stats.
0: Yeah, sure. So what about hiring? Like, you know, what sort of complications have sort of come out through having to do phone or Zoom type interviews? Like, Is that more challenging for companies is it easier for companies like what's
1: your experience there yeah look many businesses are happy to interview through zoom skype and other platforms uh, many have actually even onboarded new starters of their without them actually going to the office uh, seeing the environments or, or meeting the team there's some face-to-face sales based roles uh, most have happily progressed through the interview process but then, at the latter stages, put things on hold until they could meet face to face. But for most um, companies, are now very happy to run a full recruitment process virtually, which you know wouldn't have happened maybe six months ago.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder how hard it is uh, for people to make an impression. You know, over Zoom. I know. You know, from my own personal coaching experience. You know, when you have a first meeting with a new client, uh, you know, it takes a little bit more energy to get rapport uh, over a Zoom interface. It, it, do you have any advice for you know people doing
1: Zoom interviews? Definitely. That I mean, the best piece of advice would be to approach the interview exactly as you would a face-to-face interview. Uh, And some some obvious but important points would be to prepare and practice the day before um, and, you know, ensure you are used to the software. Also use a quiet room, uh, avoid videoing from your bedroom or bathroom. And, and, you know, we laugh at this, but you'd be so surprised Mm -hmm. Um, and ensure the background is clean and tidy. So try and make sure the camera is at eye level. Uh, it's very important to dress as you would for a face-to-face interview, unless on, on told otherwise. Uh, so always smile, keep your eye on the camera, and just be yourself.
0: Yeah, wow, that's uh, sometimes easier easier said than done. When uh, <laughs> you know, in terms of body language and things, it's very hard to um, it's hard to read body language from the other end of a, a computer screen. Uh, but I get also that there's a mindset in terms of you know, the employer versus the potential employee bring to the interview a different energy. So uh, I suppose there's something about the employee shifting their mind in preparation to not being attached, you know, to getting rid of too much outcome orientation, which is easier said than done, of course, when you're looking for a job. That, that really, in my experience, comes
1: across, you know,
0: even comes across
1: through a computer, yeah totally David and look you know you I I know people have obviously interview nerves uh there is a way to handle that and and you know that is by preparing for the interview and again just making sure you're used to the software that you're using uh, and just trying to be yourself some people can get put off by a zoom meeting and even myself I hadn't used zoom um you know previously and then obviously covid it and couldn't have uh, job seekers coming to the office so we actually started doing every meeting through zoom and that's with clients and candidates or job seekers so uh, it did take a a little bit of time to adjust using it um, but it really is just second nature now you know and I think we'll definitely be using it uh, moving forward
0: yeah you're absolutely right there's a lot more familiarity with it now Uh, People are just much more, as a general rule, more relaxed and comfortable, you know, in an online environment than certainly they were six or 12 months ago. To move on a little bit, um, I often hear from people that I know uh, in business that are looking or in the corporate world that are looking to progress their career coming out of a, you know, they may have lost a job, been retrenched, and then wanting to get into the next position, There's this idea that I can't go backwards in terms of the level of role that I go in. So sort of stepping to a side role or going down a level as opposed to going in at the level that their last job was at. Like, how, How is that perceived, given this challenging job employment environment? How is that perceived? And have you got any thoughts
1: on that? Yeah, totally. I mean, look, if you've been affected by redundancy and looking for a new job, then you know, no, it it won't look bad at all. Um, However, you know, you you would need to explain in the interview your reasons for for doing that, like why are you looking to step into this role? Uh, And just so the interviewee is not concerned on how long you'll stay in the job. Uh, Also, possibly a parent returning to work uh, following a maternity or paternity leave, uh, maybe looking for more work-life balance or, or less stress for the time being. These sorts of scenarios, you know, they're, they're pretty common, uh, and that they, they wouldn't look yeah. at, it at all.
0: No, fair enough. And what about promotions? Like, you know, are you seeing much of that kind of movement in the in the current market?
1: Promoted, yes. It seems to be business as usual with companies uh, promoting stuff internally, um, probably more than ever, David, at the moment. Um, so, yeah, look, it's. I think it's unlikely, though, that anyone will have a large wage increase in the near future, but you could always negotiate uh, the no or low salary increase with maybe the job title you've always wanted. So, you know, does a head of job title sound better than just a manager or a senior manager title? So my advice around that would be prepared to negotiate.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, I don't really have a strong sense of uh, how the jobs market is like, how is it going to evolve from here, Chris? Do you, like, do you have a a view on, you know, how long it might take us to get back to something that looks more like normal? I know it's very different for different uh, states in the Australian economy at the minute. But have you got any kind of prognostications in that regard?
1: Yeah, look, in some areas, the uh, the next three months we'll see an increase in redundancies and loss of roles, unfortunately. Uh, but then demand will remain and likely increase in others, like financial services. So we have seen um, the uplift in employment to 7.5%, but it's likely to go higher. Uh, and it seems to be a common view that unemployment will rise towards 85 to to 9%. Um, and saying this, look, I believe we'll get back to normal faster than most economies, However, it's likely to be a few years before, you know, unemployment will return to the 5% level.
0: Yeah, sure. And do you – your business is a national business, so do you see, you know, big differences between states or is that something that now that inbuilt flexibility, you know, being able to work from home, et cetera, uh, in financial services, that's not such a big thing? Or What's your view on that?
1: The, the, the state that stands out at the moment is obviously Melbourne. Um mm. You know, it's, yeah, the job market in Melbourne is pretty quiet. I mean, they're, you know, we, we have uh, a team of around 20 consultants uh, in Melbourne. Um, and their desks are, are fairly quiet at the moment for obvious reasons. Um, yeah, but Melbourne as a whole, there's, there's 350,000 people that work in hospitality. And it's predicted over the next few months that over half of them will lose their jobs. Um, so look, and I think retail and travel, you know, that will also continue to be affected. Uh, but again, you know, we work with banking and financial services. We haven't been as, effect- as affected as a, a lot of other, um, industries. So, uh, yeah, our Melbourne team are doing okay. They're hanging in there, but it's definitely the one state that, uh, stands out at the moment.
0: Yeah, sure. Well, let's, uh, hear it for the Victorians. Let's hopefully, um, well, they get they, they get on the right side of it with the um, on the health side, but also the economic side over the coming uh, you know weeks and months. So I've got two brothers in Melbourne, and um, yeah, it's a it's a, certainly a challenging experience uh, for everyone. So, Chris, coming back to sort of how you look in whether it be your CV or whether it be your LinkedIn profile, like, is there any other things like uh, other interests or you know extracurricular stuff? other charity work or you know, anything that can enhance from where you sit uh, how a candidate presents on their CV?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, there's no need to have that you enjoy cooking, travel or reading uh, unless you're applying for a job at MasterChef, Travel Centre or Dimmicks. <laughs> yeah, <fair laughs> um, enough. If, for example, you're affiliated with uh, a charity that you know that business is also or the business may sponsor a sporting event, uh, and it's the sport that you enjoy. Then add those sorts of things. But but for most hiring managers, uh, this would be the the last thing to look for on a resume.
0: Yeah, fair enough. So it sounds like uh, be a bit strategic. Understand the role that you're going for. Get as granular granular as you can around who it is that'll be interviewing you, or who it is that'll be looking at your CV. Try to get as much intel around that before you you know, loaded up with, um, irrelevant information.
1: Totally spend yeah. your energy on, uh, adjusting your resume, uh, you know, to suit the job that you're applying for and, and add those achievements in there that we spoke about previously.
0: Yeah. What about, um, what about cover letters, Chris? Like is there, uh, uh, you know, it's been a long while since I applied for a job. Are they, are they
1: important these days? If an advert, uh, a job advert is asking for a cover letter, then, you know, obviously you'll need, you'll need one. Um, or if you were applying for a job in, in, say, media or possibly education, then a cover letter may be quite important on how you write, communicate and present yourself. However, most recruiters and hiring managers would not read a cover letter. And so, again, my advice would be to put that energy and effort into your resume.
0: Yeah, interesting. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's good to know. Um, and let's say, you know, we, you've got to a point where you've got that interview and, you know, invariably it'll be over, Scott, uh, you know, Zoom or some other, uh, you know, Microsoft Teams or something. One of the questions that um, I've tripped over in the past and plenty of people do, tell me about your biggest weakness or tell me about, you know, one of your greatest challenges. Like, how do you advise people to
1: respond to those types of questions? Sure, I mean, it's a common question, David, and a lot of people can trip over this, you know, tell me your biggest weakness. Uh, the worst possible answer you can give to this question is that you don't have any weaknesses, and this reveals <laughs> uh, that you can't identify your own development areas. And that would st- explain and- why I haven't got a <laughs> job for a while. <laughs> Um, And the second, uh, though that's okay, the second worst answer, uh, and again, you know, it's quite a common response, is to say that I'm a perfectionist. You know, you need Uh, to, (laughs) I'd imagine you're one of those as well. Oh, no, long way from it. (laughs) (laughs) People, uh, you know, need to provide insights into what you would like to improve on and also speak honestly about any gaps which may be obvious in your background or resume. And discuss how you're working to overcome them, but obviously don't go too far.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. So, Chris, the other thing I was wondering—it's a time where you know some people, you know, may have been made redundant early in the year, and they're at a point in their career where they were thinking of making a change or transitioning into some other completely different field. Like, have you? I mean, you must have seen a fair bit of that. But what? What would you recommend? It would be the best way for people to do that in a manner that kind of is going to be most job friendly.
1: Yeah, I think the answer to that is network, network, and network. Um, yeah, right. if, if you have transferable skills, then use that to your advantage. But look at the moment with the the number of people out of work, um, someone with recent skills or experience may put you to the job. Now, if it was based yeah. on your resume, So you'll need, really need to put yourself out there, Uh, follow companies on social media, attend any events or seminars and and just really put yourself out there. That would be my advice because if you're just applying for positions uh, based on resume, then obviously somebody with recent skills and experience is just going to beat you every time. So just, yeah, network would be the answer.
0: Yeah, right. And I suppose you just need to be patient and persistent with that because, um, I imagine uh, it would be pretty easy to get, uh, you know, driven off the scent uh, uh, if you if you didn't have any early success.
1: Exactly, David. And, you know, this is where maybe a, a good recruitment agency would come into play. Um, you know, they would have long relationships with um, certain employers. So, uh, you know, they, they'd obviously build a lot of trust with the employer as well. And this is where a, a good recruitment agency you know can definitely help you
0: as well uh so speaking of recruitment uh agents chris like what's your advice to your job you know people in the market about dealing with recruiters because you know often there's this uh dance that goes on between uh, job seekers and recruitment agents And there's never, it doesn't seem clear to me, at least, uh, whether you should engage with one, whether you should engage with multiple, like from a recruiter's perspective, what's the best way for people to engage with you? Like, what would you like to see them do?
1: David, my advice would be to um, look for a recruitment agency that specializes in, you know, the field that you're in. So, you know, and and look at, I have you know I've been doing this job for a long time um and, you know we we have people that you know come to us um exclusively if you like and want to yeah. use us that and that is that is um employers uh, and job seekers, but my advice would be to you know if you're new to going to a recruitment agency, try and speak to a couple of them um yeah. you know every recruitment agency doesn't have every job so to speak um sure. you know, so my advice would be to maybe approach two recruitment agencies that specialize in that field. And, and, you know, if you see a job advertised, apply for it, send your resume across. If you don't get a response within a day or two, please follow up with a call. Um, You know, it's it's a busy time for recruiters at the moment. Uh, I know the job market's pretty flat, but, um, you know, we're trying to do a lot of work on the on the. Outside of that, with, with helping people that have been affected by COVID, so yeah, my advice would be to apply to the job if you see it advertised, and if you don't hear back within a day or two, definitely follow up with a call.
0: Yeah, sure. So, what about um, just the bit of plumbing around how it works, Chris? So, as a recruiter, a re- you know, recruitment agent you'll have employers on your books that deal exclusively with you. Do those ads all get posted on Seek or LinkedIn or, you know, a platform or, or multiple platforms or do you, you know, is there many jobs that occurred through recruitment agents that don't get advertised that you've got a list of, you know, relevant candidates?
1: Yeah, correct, David. So we don't advertise every position. Uh, And this is why I think it's important, you know, to try and build a a relationship with um, a recruitment agency. So uh, I would say we probably advertise maybe 70 percent of our positions. Uh, Mm -hmm. But if there are any job seekers uh, or passive job seekers that we know of that would be suitable for the job, then, uh, you know, we would probably just present it to them. No need to advertise uh, so yeah, look. My advice would be to to definitely try and build a a relationship with a, a recruiter in your field.
0: Yeah, great advice, Chris. That's been a re- that's really valuable and really great of you to take the time to you know make this open and available to people that are in the market. It's a it's a tricky time. There's no, you know, sugarcoating that uh, for people that are looking for work. Uh, but I think you know you've given some valuable. Uh, advice and insight around what's going to increase people's probability of success, you know, on the job hunt. Now, Chris, you you mentioned templates for CVs. I, I wonder, is there a link, or is it best that people contact you directly to 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 get their hands on one of them, or can I post a link in, in the show notes?
1: Yeah, David. Look, if people can approach me for resume templates, um, any behavioural question tips as well. I know quite a lot of people that don't interview very often. They can um, be quite daunted by behavioral type questions. So I'm happy to provide you, um, you know, with some examples of both of them. But if anybody wants to contact me directly, I'm more than happy to share that.
0: Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, any other sort of parting words of encouragement here, Chris, for you know, people that are in the market?
1: Yeah, look, just don't be afraid to put yourself out there for some industries the signs are positive but if you work in an industry that is struggling at the moment then use this time to your advantage and upskill or maybe try and achieve a personal goal that you know you've been too busy for in the past but again just put yourself out there the reality is you won't be successful for every role so don't be afraid of rejection i would try and use that as a motivation and remember every no is a step closer to a yes
0: yeah, sure. Uh, and for, for, for everyone listening, you know, Chris genuinely reached out to me from an altruistic perspective here. There was no pitch in it at all. You know, so my sense is that, you know, Chris is genuinely wanting to, you know, contribute at this time. So if people do have questions, if people do you know want advice in regards to this, don't hesitate to reach out to Chris because he'll be Johnny on the spot and he'll get back to you. Chris, thanks again. Uh, Really appreciate, you know, you reaching out and taking the time and, um, you know, all the best uh, over the coming months.
1: Perfect. Thanks, David.
0: That's it for today's episode of Beyond the Obvious. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues. If you'd like to get in touch, please reach out to me on LinkedIn or on my website, davidhobart.com. Until next time, hooray.